This is the Book Marketing Action Podcast, and I'm Becky Robinson. Since 2012, my team and I have partnered with more than 100 authors to launch more than 130 business books. On this podcast, I'll share the best insights and actionable ideas from our work so that you can implement sustainable activities to reach your goals for your book. Whether you're a seasoned author looking to breathe new life into your book or someone who dreams of writing a book someday, this podcast will help you be more successful in getting results as an author. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. We are rolling in season two, and I happen to have my very first repeat guest. So you may have enjoyed last season. Barb Bruce, Barb, welcome back. Hey, I'm so glad to be back, Becky. Thank you. Yes. And, you know, I'll put the link to our first episode together in the show notes in case people want to get more Barb after they listen to you today. But Barb, before we get started, in case people don't know you, could you tell our listeners a little bit about you and your work? Well, thank you. I am thrilled that we get a chance to connect. I am in the Northwest Ohio area. I am a speaker and an author, but also a literary agent. I am an agent with Books and Such Literary Management out in, it's based out of California, even though I'm in Ohio. And Books and Such, we represent over 250 clients, both in print as well as in media. So it would be film and television. I absolutely love helping authors, whether they're hopeful or established authors, take the next steps to achieve their publishing career goals. Wonderful. So today I did invite you in the context of your work as a literary agent. And one of the things that's important to me today is really to learn more with our listeners because though my team and I have been supporting authors for many years, most of our authors do not use agents. And many are curious about what it's like to partner with an agent. So I'm looking forward to learning some more today that I can pass on to our clients. So let's start with this, Barb. Why would someone need or want a literary agent? This is a great foundational question, Becky, because it's one thing for us to dream of a book and to write it down. The question is always, what do we do with it? And when people ask, Barb, why do I need an agent? It is really about the decision to go into traditional publishing. And by traditional publishing, we mean the process of actually receiving a book contract from a publishing company. Uh, Thanks to Ingram Spark and Amazon KDP, those types of self-publishing outlets, anyone can write a book and publish it. And that is a great way to get your work into the world. In traditional publishing, it is about a partnership with a publishing organization that can actually distribute work into greater networks. So often if someone has a dream of getting their work out to a far to a larger reach, that is why traditional publishing would be attractive. An agent is someone who works with the author who already has connections to those publishers. So in an environment where there are tens of thousands of people competing for very few traditional publishing contracts, an agent is an author's best friend because the agent has those relationships with the publisher. That's really helpful, Barb. So could you tell me a little bit, you mentioned that the agent is the one who has those existing connections to publishers. They can help an author stand out when there are thousands of others who are vying for opportunities in traditional publishing. So talk a little bit more about the type of support a literary agent provides or what that journey of partnership between the agent and the author 
looks like? Well, this question at a high level, what an agent does is submit proposals to editors at publishing companies. They also negotiate the contracts once those proposals are accepted through what we call pub board or publishing board. The agent also makes sure that the author gets paid as well as helps the author brainstorm future projects. So those are some of the high-level services. The first is submit proposal. The second, negotiate contract. The third, make sure payment happens. And the fourth is to help them to brainstorm what's next in their career. Now, what separates agents from each other are to the level at which they do each of those things. There are some agents out there who will receive a proposal from an author and they will just shotgun it out to 20 or 30 editors at 20 or 30 publishing companies just to say they sent the proposal out. But at my agency, there's actually a more strategic approach. And this is one of the distinguishing factors. Because we have relationships with editors, our proposals are specifically placed with editors that we know are looking for those projects. So while we may not send out a proposal to 20 or 30 editors that may or may not open those emails because editors are getting hundreds of emails a day, when we place a project with a specific editor, we know that that editor is going to open an email because they know that we are sending them what they're looking for. So even though an agent sends out a proposal for a client, that doesn't mean that they have the relationship with the editor, that the editor will open it. So what's really important is for someone who's looking at an agent to say, hey, how do you send out a proposal? Because ultimately the process doesn't get started unless that proposal gets reviewed. So Barb, that's really helpful information. I'm wondering, could we go back a little bit? And you mentioned book proposals. Does the literary agent play a role in crafting or refining the proposal before it goes to editors? Absolutely. This is one of the most crucial parts of the entire process. A book proposal is the outline of that creative idea. What is vitally important is that when an editor opens up a book proposal, he or she has a wow moment. So as an agent, I am working with my clients on making sure that proposal has a captivating hook, looking at the audience, making sure that all of the elements of what an editor is looking for that would make the editor want to buy the project is actually there in the proposal. So we, I'm working with a number of clients now, and we are spending time going through every element of that proposal before it's submitted. So Barb, before we started recording, you mentioned that you also call agents to do what you call a soft pitch. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that process is like? Well, when an editor at a publishing company, an editor's job is to find the projects that are going to be unique and interesting and profitable or sellable at least. So when I have either a new client who's unpublished, or if I, in the case of I'm working on another one where I have an established client with a proposal that I'm just not sure if it's going to bite with the editor, I will give an editor a call and just say, hey, I've got an idea to run by you by one of my clients. Is this something you might be interested in? And then the editor is able to kind of think about it and see. And there's a difference between being interested and wanting to see it. Because when an editor says they're interested, that means, yeah, it's kind of cool. But when they say, I want to see that, 
that means that it's peak their interest. And so that allows me to go back to my client and go, let's get the work in, let's get this done. And to kind of prime the pump for that editor so that when I send the proposal in, that editor goes, oh, that's what I've been waiting for. And he or she clicks open that email. So I'm curious as I listen to you, Barb, about what the success rate is. So consider a pool of 100 authors represented by agents. Out of those 100 authors represented by agents, do you have any sense of how many of them might actually get a traditional book deal? I wish I could quantify that for you. (laughs) I really do. So I don't know how to quantify that. What I can tell you is that in my agency, and I am specifically in what we call the CBA, which is the Christian publishing market. And so in my agency, there are, again, over 250 authors. The agency itself represents dozens of best-selling authors, as well as authors who publish one book a year, or they publish one book every other year. So What I can tell you is that our agents in our agency, four out of the five agents exceeded their sales goals for the year. So I don't know exactly how to break that down into the number of contracts. But if I could speak from my experience as an author, this past, in the last 14 months, I'm a traditionally published author and I have completed three book contracts in the last 14 months. And I've had eight book contracts in the last five years. So I can't quantify the number, but I can say as an author, when you have an agent that works with you on making sure you have a concept that's going to be marketable and sellable, it may take time, but it is often that we can find a contract for that project. So that's helpful. And I was just wanting, you know, really to level set some expectations that it's not necessarily a guarantee that if someone takes you on, if an agent takes you on, that you'll necessarily end up with a book deal. So that leads to an important question. What do agents look for in selecting authors to represent? Well, the most important thing, three things that I'm looking for. The very first is that wow concept or that wow idea. There is nothing new under the sun, but there are just like in music, there are thousands of songs every year that are released about the topic of love. But the musicians find different ways to talk about love in a way that captures our attention and inspires us. And the same thing is in books. There's nothing new out there to write about, but the way that we write about it, it can be inspiring and unique and different. And that's what I'm looking for, the first. So the wow concept. The second thing I'm looking for, I call woo. There has to be something about that person that interests me. And it's not that that person has to be the life of the party, but they have to show up with their personality and they've got to be someone who's engaging because publishing is all about relationships. So it has to be somebody that I want to work with and somebody that I know an editor will want to work with. And then third, what I'm looking for is platform. And there are lots of different ways that a platform is described. But in essence, platform is, uh, does this person have people who like their message? And this is whether it's an email list, whether it's on social media, a publisher wants to know that a person's message resonates with others because publishing is ultimately about creating profit. So I'm looking for clients who have a platform where there are enough people who go, yeah, this person's message is valuable and we want to hear more from them. So wow concept, woo, and platform, those three things. Got it. So if someone is listening today and they 
do want to pursue traditional publishing and they resonate with the idea of an agent being able to help them cut through the noise, in what way might an aspiring author go about finding or selecting a literary agent? The simplest thing I recommend is going to writersdigest.com. They have a list of agents that are there, or you can Google literary agents and you want to be pretty specific. And if you want to write fantasy, then you would Google fantasy or agent, literary agents representing fantasy. If you want to write in business books, literary agents writing in business books. What I also want to encourage you to do is go to the agent's website and read about exactly what they represent. I receive dozens of queries every single week from people with book ideas And about half of them I don't represent. And I have listed on my website exactly what I represent. And half of what people query me are the things I don't represent. Don't do that. So make sure you do some research and query three agents at a time. And if you don't get a response, then switch your query up, rewrite it, tweak it, then query three more agents. So that gives you an opportunity to keep improving upon your pitch to the agents, as well as that you're pitching to agents that would be looking for you. Thank you so much. That's very helpful. I wonder, do you have any tips for what makes a good query besides ensuring that you're pitching the type of agent who represents your type of book? A good book query, it allows the book itself to shine. Some of the quick do not do's, don't say, hey, here's your next bestseller. Don't do that. Don't say, this is the best book you'll ever read. Don't do that. But just simply begin with the hook of the book. And if the hook is, this is a story about a young woman who she overcame adversity and and you just share those first three lines, that is going to keep the literary agent reading three more lines down and then three more lines down. So let the idea that you have lead and let that idea be strong right off the top. That's wonderful. Thank you, Barb. So a practical question, what can a an aspiring author expect in terms of how they compensate their literary agents? Great question. The industry standard is 15%. That is just the general standard, whether it's general market or Christian publishing. And the 15%, it all depends on if it's a, I mean, it's just 15%. So if an agent is independent, it's 15%. If an agent works for an agency, still 15%. That's generally the going percentage commission. The client does not pay their literary agent a monthly fee or anything like that. That 15% is based off of any advances, royalties, or any other special payments they receive as a result of work arranged by that agent. For the life of that title? Correct. For the life of that title. And even if a person leaves that agent and goes to another agency, the agent is still on that contract for the work that's been arranged. Got it. That's really helpful. Thank you for clarifying. I'm, I'm sure that folks were curious about that. So you mentioned that it's not customary for an agent to charge a monthly fee. And we also talked a little bit about some of the questions you might ask a literary agent. For example, you referenced finding out in what way the agent would be pitching editors. Are there any other questions beyond fee structure, 
the methods of pitching editors. Are there any other questions you can think of that would be great for someone to ask the editor once they have an opportunity to have that conversation? Yes. Uh, some questions that I love hearing, um, that very first one of tell me about how you submit book proposals. I love it when people ask who, what publishing companies do you have the best relationships with? I would love for them to ask what are the projects that you love to represent as an agent? Those are some of the questions when I hear them, I know that that is a person who is interested in establishing a good relationship with me and making sure that I have a good relationship with the editors that they need. Well, I just love that, Barb. And it's so exciting to see the impact that you're having with the authors that you're partnering with and to be able to watch your journey. So as you know, at the end of every episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast, we leave our listeners with action steps. So do you have some action steps based on today's content? I do. And thank you again, Becky. It has been a pleasure sitting down with you and having a conversation with your audience. So the action steps, number one is to answer the question, do I want to pursue traditional publishing? And let that answer be okay with whatever that answer is. If you love independently publishing and just getting your work out there and having 100% control over it, great. Live with that, love it, thrive there. If you want to partner with a traditional publisher into that partnership, knowing that there might be some things you have to let go of control of, as well as obligations to another partner in your project, if that is something you're okay with and say yes to traditional publishing, then go for it and accept that journey as well, the ups and downs and all arounds. So that's the first question is deciding which one is right for you. And then the second is go to Writer's Digest. Begin your agent search there and just look for agents that match what you want to write about and know what you want to write about so that you can have the best chance of finding the agent that's right for you. Thanks so much. And Barb, if our listeners would like to learn more about you and your work and the agency that you work with, where can they find you? You can go to booksandsuch.com. That is my literary agency website, booksandsuch.com. If you want my specific page, you can go to my online home at barbruce.com and slash agency. There's a tab there, or you can go to barbruce.com slash agency, and you can see specifically what I represent. And there's a link to query at books and such from my the page on my website. And tell us about your next book. When will that one be coming out? That one it will be coming out in April. And this is a faith-based project. I'm primarily a Bible study and trade book author. And so this is one of those fun projects that it's called Breakthrough. And I am excited about it. And yesterday, I actually had a conversation with my editor and we were brainstorming about what my next projects will be. So in between helping authors, I'm an author as well. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Barb. It's always a pleasure to have a conversation with you. Until next time, I'm Becky Robinson and you can contact me anytime. My email is Becky at weavinginfluence.com. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad you invested some time with me. I hope you'll subscribe today and tell a friend about our show. Our website has many additional resources to help guide you no matter where you are on your book marketing journey. Check out the show notes of this episode for links to valuable free resources to support you. Thank you.